Welcome to the Right Brain Music Podcast, presented by Right Brain Records. I'm Scott, and I thank you for joining us. Welcome back, everyone. In this episode, we start a sequence that shines a bright light on the guitar, that ubiquitous instrument that you thought you knew so well. We'll be challenging our assumptions as we meet several innovators who coax a vast range of sounds and emotions from six strings. The focus of this and upcoming episodes is a unique collection just released by Right Brain Records. It's called Guitar Improv Summit Volume 2, and it features contributions of master improvisers from around the world. Today, we're going to bounce back and forth between the new and old worlds. To learn more about the players featured here and view a playlist, please see the blog entry titled Electric Guitar Innovators at rightbrainrecords.com blog. Let's start in New York's Hudson Valley. Let me introduce Lucas Brody, an accomplished guitarist, composer, and improviser who draws from jazz harmony, experimental rock, and African rhythms. has changed over years. Lately, I've just been trying to get into just expressivity, you know, being more expressive in my playing. When I first started playing solo guitar, I was doing primarily tapping, two-hand tapping pieces that I had written, because I was coming from playing in a math rock band to going uh, solo, and I was thinking, you know, how can I make this make sense? And so the two-hand tapping thing, doing percussive pieces is where I started. And I had somebody see me play that type of performance and then like a year later see me when I stopped doing that and had started to just do more expressive. What they said to me was, I liked what you did last time I saw you, but this time it just kind of hit harder. And that's actually, that's the best, I think, terminology I can think of, you know, straight to the point is just try, try to hit harder. Like, what is it that people respond to? I don't mean people, I mean me too. You know, what is it that, that anyone responds to in music or in art? And it's usually a personal thing, a personal reflection or a personal connection they have to. So I'm trying to find how to, I guess, connect to people. To me, improvisation is just you're doing the work in real time. It's not 
oh, I figured I figured this thing out, and now I'm going to display this thing to the world that I figured out. It's more trying to find something. If you already found it, then it's not as interesting to listen to because it's already in the place that it's going and it doesn't move. So I, I always think of things as needing to move. And, and whether that's in dynamics in terms of, you know, in terms of volume or if it's in terms of tonality, like, oh, I'm going to go atonal here, or just sprinkle in little chromatic things, or I'm going to stay in one key, or I'm going to, you know, go from this key to the next key, or I'm just going to play sounds here. I'm not even going to play notes, which um, there's, there's, I think of everything on a spectrum in terms of, uh, you know, you could have long tones, short tones, you know, short, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, fast, slow, you could have loud, quiet, you could have all these different spectrums, and I always think you should be moving through at least one of these things. You can't, if you just stay in, what if you just stay loud and fast, which a lot of people like to just be loud and fast, if you're just loud and fast, it's, you might as well be playing nothing, you might as well be playing slow and quiet, because it's, you're staying in one place, you know? And slow and quiet to me is actually a lot of times more interesting, because you have to kind of really pay attention <laughs> to know what's going on, rather than just, fast and and where it's okay well if i could slow this down then i would know it's going on so for me improvisation is always about searching and, and moving through various musical spectrums to find where you know where do you fit in uh, musically and what what musicians do you relate to that you hear and you say oh, I want to be in that school of, of playing and I want to try to or just like your kind of location like what's going on in the place I'm at right now and and how can I get into this scene or that scene and I spent some time trying to figure that out and then I kind of realized people who are best at or the people who are that I enjoy the most to listen to are not the people who are fitting into the scene, they're the people who are outside of the scene or, or started a scene. With a group of people or, you know, one person who kind of is doing their own thing and then everybody else is kind of leaning into, you know, oh, what's going on over here. Or the other way to think of that is I'm more interested in the searching for things, the searching for a sound rather than just like, oh, that's the sound, I'm just gonna do that. Thank you. 
I'm composing something, and I think this is oftentimes a little overlooked by certain people, is just kind of, I, I'm not, I'm, I try not to force myself through and, and say, I'm going to write this kind of thing, or I'm going to, right now, I'm going to write. I have to write right now. I'll just play and uh, improvise, and, and an idea will start in a little piece of something that I hear that I like. I'll just play a bunch of times, and I'll let it carry on itself and not try to force it into a certain direction. Because whenever I try to say, oh, I really want to hear this kind of a change here, it never has the same, maybe I'll finish the piece, but I won't use it for anything, you know? So, and sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll do this where I just let the melody carry on and it ends and I'm like, oh, this is a really nice piece. I really like this, but I never really find a way to apply it in a performance setting or in a recording setting. You know, the, it is then the question of always, oh, is this a solo guitar thing? Should there be some, is this a group thing? Should there be acoustic guitar? Is it electric? Are there pedals involved? Like that, that comes after the, the original idea. The original idea has to kind of flow through to a point and that has to be solidified for me before I can figure out what to actually do with it for other people to hear it.
Lucas Brody contributed the opening track to the Guitar Improv Summit compilation. It's called One of Possible Futures. Now, I'd like to hop over the Atlantic to a town called London. Meet Bill Bothius, an experimenter with sound who has released over 50 recordings, many under the banner Bill Bothius and Dolly's Car. The name fits his surrealist repertoire that touches on psychedelic, space and post-rock, as well as free jazz and even a smoking blues album. Let's listen to some of Bill's futuristic, yet sometimes curiously retro sounds.
Simon and Cleon produced the five pairs of twins who were the ten kings of Atlantis.
Bill Bothius contributed the track Secret Science to the Guitar Improv Summit album. Now, I'd like you to leap with me back to the U.S. heartland, Alva, Oklahoma to be exact. Meet Max Ridgway, an improviser who is impossible to pigeonhole. He has solid blues roots, but has worked in the free jazz, free improv, and experimental realms for decades. He's also a writer, with several books to his credit on musicology and improvisation technique. guitar is all about exploration it's kind of an evolution you can look at it in a linear sense of first there was this then there was that uh, but then I've kind of kept everything uh, so I could touch base with I started playing rock and blues when I was a teenager and I've always liked that you know I've never uh, let go of that I guess the sound of the guitar you know kind of bluesy sound and distorted guitar I like that but then as I uh, went along I kind of got bored with just that and I started exploring jazz and uh, some of the jazz guitar players you know use a clean tone so I started you know for a long time I couldn't stand playing with a clean tone but I started really loving the sound of a, a very clean jazz guitar sound and so I got that in the mix and I started hearing uh, very free players like Derek Bailey and others who are more uh, dissonant and uh, noise uh, uh, related and I like that too and oh then ambient type sounds like to me that that started with Robert Fripp uh, in King Crimson I heard him do the solo guitar things he called it Frippertronics with two tape decks and I started exploring way back when he was putting those albums out and trying different kinds of delays and whatever it is I'm feeling like at the moment. And, you know, it's hard to kind of synthesize all of that into one package.
My newest album is called Zero, The Music of Nothingness. I got the inspiration for the title and really the concept from reading and listening to John Cage, actually. Towards the end of his life, uh, John Cage was asked what kind of music he likes. And he said, anymore these days, I tend to like music in which nothing happens. So that's what I set out to do, to create music, which is a sonic landscape, I suppose, the best way to describe it, in which it's very subtle, the changes and uh, the development is not radical, uh, which very little happens. But what does happen is on a very subtle, uh, like a microcosmic level. And I also was inspired by a 20th century composer named Jacinto uh, Shelsey. And his music is very much the same way. Single pitches in which there's quarter tone modulations, which I find beautiful. I love his music. It's, it's very dark. Uh, music to me, and, and I like that a lot. Improvisation is always at the core of what I'm trying to do. And even when it's more commercial, it's got a beat, in other words. To me, that's what commercial is. <laughs> it's got a beat, a discernible beat. It's funky, you know, and it's blues, uh, you know, in a way. Uh, like on some of my albums that are original tunes, if I'm going to play, you know, at a festival or something. By the way, I have some coming up recently. They're starting some of these things back up. But, you know, I recognize that most people at a at an art festival, they're not going to want to hear something really wild or avant-garde, which I might want to do. But So I create uh, these frameworks, but, th but they're always just an excuse to improvise. You know, I get through the written part of it just so I can stretch out and improvise. And I think that's really the core of it. And, and to me, that's the most interesting part, reaching out for something that um, is kind of intangible. And, uh, and that's, that's really what it's all about for me.
Calvin Weston, as you may know, uh, played drums with Cornette Coleman and James Blood Ulmer. And I had a CD of him playing with Derek Bailey that I've listened to for years before I ever came in contact with him. I love that, that CD when Jamaluddin Takuma plays bass on it. I came in contact with him on Facebook. I contacted him and we began to collaborate. He would send me a drum track. Of course, I haven't ever met him. He, I live in Oklahoma, he lives in Pennsylvania. And we're too far away. This was before the lockdown, by the way, before COVID. And we were just exchanging tracks because it was more convenient due to the distance. And so he sent me that drum track. That was really our first collaboration. And I just listened to it and thought, uh, well, what would go good with that? And I played some funky guitars. And it just seemed like the icing on the cake to put that backwards guitar that comes in and kind of puts a kind of a strange layer of weirdness on top of it. He's a wonderful guy, and we've been collaborating since then. He's on the album that we did called Exploding Sky. along with drummer G. Calvin Weston, contributed the track Uptown Ghost Fields to Guitar Improv Summit Volume 2. Sorry if you were getting comfortable. We're heading back to London, this time to hear the music of Dave Draper. Dave is among the pioneers of guitar experimentation, having initiated prepared guitar and electronic processing of sounds in the early 70s. With few role models at that time, he used technology to create unique soundscapes. Five decades later, many others have followed this path, yet Draper still stands out, regularly producing fresh new music. Let's listen to some of his most recent work.
Dave Draper contributed the track Solar Wind to the new album Guitar Improv Summit Volume 2. Find out more about this album, as well as Dave and all the artists you've heard today, at rightbrainrecords.com blog. Tune in to our next episode, where we'll meet several master acoustic guitar improvisers. For now, 
I'll Leave You with Lotus Lungs, a Seattle-based experimental guitar trio featured on the first volume of the Guitar Improv Summit. The group consists of Bill Horst, Matt Benham, and Tom Scully. By the way, you can hear a full interview with Lotus Lungs in Episode 6 of this podcast, one of my own favorites. They contributed the closing track for Volume 2. This is Barriers to the Shoe Mind. been listening to the Right Brain Music Podcast, presented by Right Brain Records. You can visit us at rightbrainrecords.com. 
Farewell for now. Join us next time.